0: everyone, and welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We are so happy to be back to our regular Tuesday nights, and um, we are continuing this month of how to launch your teenager well. Um, And and so we're talking about a variety of subjects this month on on teenagers and high school, and maybe even before that, because we do a lot of prep. Um, And today we're talking about getting your teen ready for work-study programs, which um, I'm assuming my guests are going to let you know that this is something you need to be doing even when they're younger. So if you are listening or watching or have um, someone that you think that needs to to listen to this conversation as we're live and you're thinking of sharing it, even if they don't have a teenager, I encourage you to do that because um, the alternative education that we're talking about this month, apprentices, internships, volunteering, work-study programs, all of those things, um, we have to do a lot of prep um, with our kids way ahead of time. To, to prepare them for these types of experiences so they succeed in them. And we don't just dump them into them thinking the program is going to fix that, <laughs> all of the things that we weren't able to, to get to um, while we were schooling them. But I want to encourage you wherever you are at. We just want to give you the, um, the tools that you need. And so, um, so thanks for joining us. And if you would like to be part of this conversation, just know if you're watching on YouTube, on Facebook or on Periscope, that you can put comments down in the, the feed and we will see those. We can incorporate those as part of our conversation. And um, we would love to address any specific Um, questions that you have. Maybe you have a child that's, that's getting ready. They want to do a work study program. How do I do this? And tell us your story. We want, we want to know that too. Um, and make that part of, um, what we're talking about because that's why we go live. We want, um, our community to feel like we are like an ongoing, um, homeschool conference. And so, we're bringing you experts every week on different subjects. So, I want to just welcome our um, our special guests this week, Lori Jones and Rebecca Ficken with RDA Prep. Um, thank you, ladies, for joining us and um, just taking time out of your schedule to talk about work-study programs. Well, thank you for having us. We're very Absolutely. excited to be here. Yeah. Ah, yeah, I'm super excited um, to have you guys and um I would love as we're getting started out just for you to um, introduce yourself to our audience and and tell us how you got in, involved with work study programs for teens and just kind of the backstory on that and and um and your credentials too because I know that both of you have um, professional credentials and and then how did that, that all work together, and then the two of you working together too.
1: Sure. Perfect. Thanks, Peggy. And thanks again for having us tonight. Uh, So I'm Rebecca Ficken. I am a registered dental hygienist. Um, I've been in the dental field for over 29 years. Um, I'm also a a dental educator. I've been teaching uh, dental hygiene at the college level for 11 years. Um, And then also... As part of the dental education, dental assisting, I've been a dental assisting educator for about six years now. So, um, a lot of education. I still practice dental hygiene as well, so, pretty busy. <laughs> Got a lot going on. Got a lot going on. So, um, getting involved in work study programs. So, even when I was in high school and in college, um, they really encouraged that at the high school. And honestly, that's what brought me to my career choice. Um, I my dentist going when I was little asked if I wanted a summer job and uh, I I really didn't know if I wanted one or not, but I said Uh sure. I knew I wanted to be in the medical field and that led to my Mm -hmm. career. And so that was so good for me. I learned so much. I thought I wanted to be in ophthalmology or eyes. And I figured out, after working in their office, that dental is where I needed to be. Wow. Um, And then in dental hygiene school, they really encourage volunteerism, work-study. We have to do a lot of rotations and shadowing. And then as I became a dental hygienist, um, I encouraged that with... high school teenagers Mm. you know hey if you ever you know want to mentor or to come shadow or ever thinking about the medical or dental field Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't realize the relation dental has with medical so even Mm. if they're going in another um, medical avenue dental is still a great way to To venture into that, as well as to put on your resume, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, we forget it's part of the medical field, but it is. Mm-hmm. So um, looks great on college applications and things like that. Mm-hmm. So in the dental hygiene program I teach in, as well as the program that we have that we'll talk about in a little bit, um, we have work study programs for students. So and this is high school age.
0: Mm-hmm. That's always a like
1: you
2: go, now. yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I'm Lori Jones, and um, I have been in the medical field, or not medical, the dental field for <laughs> over 25 years. And on a similar situation as, as Rebecca, I was in high school, was graduating high school, and I was like, Lord, what do I want to do with my life? And I just, I was struggling with that, and I thought, I'm going to be a teacher. And, and nothing, like... Teaching is a very solid and strong profession. I just didn't feel like that was in my heart, like the desire of my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I went and got my teeth cleaned the summer after I graduated. And the <laughs> okay. dentist was like, this is a job. And I was, I was like, just taking a bath. The dentist came in. And was like, do you want a job here while you go and do your prerequisites for school? Wow. Sure. And that's how, that's, that's right? <laughs> opened the door. Huge open <laughs> door, right? Huge open total shift in direction in the summer before I started college and, hmm. and God knew and said so this is um, that was the start of the dental hygiene career for me and um, and so I, I am a dental hygienist I have taught in the high school I became a, I, I did become a teacher eventually <laughs> after I practiced for a while and I became a certified health science teacher in the public school districts and then I also um, after that I did that for several years and then I became a dental director for a nonprofit. So where we really desired to help meet the needs of the economically disadvantaged and um, provide dental services. And so in that capacity, we had a lot of students coming in through um, through work-study programs. And students from high school, students even from the dental hygiene school and the dental school, and so we had a chance to really work and um, educate and teach and train um, in that direction. And so through all that, we um, saw the need of of educating dental high school students for dental assisting and giving this opportunity as a as basically a stepping stone for their careers or giving them a chance to have a career that would provide for their families in the future as an assistant, yeah. And so, and so the it came together. That's how Becca and I um, came together and providing this. And um, what has been amazing, we we um, initially started in the high schools in the public school setting, mm-hmm. and we saw a need for smaller districts and and just people that would come up to us and were like, "I'm not in high school that that school, and I want to do this." Mm-hmm. And so since that need arose, we took everything that we created for the high schools and put it in an online module format. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's made it a possibility for homeschool students, private school mm-hmm. students, um, even individuals in the public school that are not able to access um, a, a career like this, a career training like this. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been able to do that as well. And so that's kind of how we came to, to be with you today
0: <laughs> yeah because yeah, I, I i got a conversation started with rebecca and um, it kind of went from there and i thought you got to be on on my broadcast <laughs> Cause I need you to, to share about work-study programs um so what specifically defines a work-study program how would you um how would that be different from like an internship or an apprenticeship maybe
1: so, a work-study program um, is typically for, a lot of times, a high school level. A lot of times, um, apprenticeship and things like that is after high school. So, more of the high school level. It can be college as well, a work-study program. Um, but typically, we're talking in the high school. A lot of times, too, with the work-study programs, um, it's more based on work experience and getting those experiences than necessarily um, monetary reimbursement. Mm-hmm. So, um there can be some monetary, but typically it's more of the work experience and getting that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, sorry. no, no, I was just going to say, so like knowing,
2: especially for the student going into the experience, knowing what you want to gain from it um, really cool. is is mm-hmm. essential um, for them just to have a good good uh, perspective when even starting a
1: work study program. And also with the work study, it's more of a discovery, if you will, of do I want to be in this field? Do I not necessarily? Um, because a lot of a lot of students think they want to be in this career choice. And they do these work studies and say, that is not for me. Or just the opposite. They didn't want to do this work study. They do it and they, it opens their eyes to things that they just did, the possibilities they just didn't know of. So. Right, yep.
0: yeah. Yeah, kind of how both of you didn't think. You exactly. Exactly. Are. exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So how does your program RDA um, prep dental assisting course then um, work as a work-study program? And what does a program require for students to like learn and do um, throughout the, the modules that you said that you've created?
1: So the um, dental assistant course, is a certification. So when the students complete this course, they are work-ready, certified. Um, they're a registered dental assistant with the state of Texas. Um, so they get out there and work at the completion, uh, the completion <laughs> of the course. Um, and so within the course, we do. It's in a module format, like you said. And they will go through these modules, extremely interactive, um, as you know, because you're doing this today with technology, there's so much we can do with learning. Um, and so the modules are extremely interact- interactive. Some simulation, um, we're trying to move towards some virtual reality clinical experiences. Oh, cool. We're not there yet. We're working on that. Um, like I said, we've started with some simulation. We're getting there. That's that's our vision in the future. Um and 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 most of dentistry and training is moving towards the virtual experiences as well, but um, that's that's in the future. So, um, but once you go in the modules again, you do the powerpoints, and then I'll have some very interactive lessons. It's amazing because it can um, branch and reroute if the if. Yes, if for some reason that we feel that maybe they need a little extra practice, mm-hmm. if they didn't pass the module, and it can keep rerouting until that student's successful. Mm-hmm. So it's a very success-based program. Okay. Um we've had 100% passing rate over the past 6 years. So uh yes, yeah, so very much based on success. Mm-hmm. So once you get past the first six modules because it's 12 modules after that, you'll the first bit you'll learn about infection control and health privacy, the laws of dentistry in the state of Texas, so on and so forth. Once you get past that, that's when you can begin your work study. Uh, we have to we have to get all that understood before you can get out into an office. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also brings you can ask better questions once you once you have some background information. So once you get yeah so once you get into the um, work study program you find a dentist in your area Now That's we awesome. really yeah we really encourage the student to reach out and start doing that. Mm-hmm. We do help um, I, I really really wait and take a back burner on that mm-hmm. until the better end once they've exhausted all efforts and, and you're shaking your head it's oh, yeah. very very important Number one to show maturity. That the student can have those conversations, um, leadership uh, much better to get accepted for that work study than if I were to do it for them. Right. Um, so we really encourage the students reach out, but it is in their um, in their in their area in their community. Okay. Um, we do do some connecting if they and again I do help if they start having problems. Dental community small. We've been mm-hmm. in it for so many years. We know people from all over. So I can shoot an email and reach out and say, hey, would you be interested? And then I can send the student that information and have them contact. So, so um, really, really um, want them to start networking and making that connection right away. Um, and we'll get into networking a little more probably later on. Mm-hmm. But um, and then once they're in that internship, once they solidified the office and where they're going to go, uh, we have an a checklist of items that we really want them to either shadow if the dentist will allow them to help. Every dentist is different. Every office is different. And, um, a lot of them, they let them jump right in and start assisting because they've had it all didactically. They've had practice interactively. Um, they just haven't, their hands haven't got to do those things yet. So, yeah. So there's a checklist. The dentist will sign off and, um, and so it's really laid out quite well of what they need to see and, it, and what what we would like them to see and participate in.
0: Right. That, that makes it easier, I'm sure, for the, the dentist and the hygienist, too, because then they have a list to, to kind of go through and check off instead of just, well, just let them be you in your even office. Do whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. right, right. Yes. Well, I think a, a lot of, you know, just a, right. apprenticeships are like, well, whatever we have, <laughs> exactly. um, and let's then, just work
2: on that. Right. And one of the things we found with work-study programs in general is that sometimes you get stuck seeing the same thing over and over. Yeah. And so you just get to explore, get to see what all the potential there is. Mm-hmm. And so with that checklist, it really helps to say, okay, no. You know, for us, it's a filling and a crown and a root canal and, you know, <laughs> cleaning and sealants and x-rays and that type of thing. But instead of it just being all cleaning instruments, it's a variety of things. That right. They, so,
0: they, so you know that the when they come out of the program, they have been, you know, at least have some sort of working knowledge of all of these things. Right. In practical mm-hmm. application. Correct.
1: Right. And, and, so. and, it's, and it's very encouraging how... Um, how the community comes together and allows for these work study programs. We've had great response from the community and they really let them get in there and, and start working. So that's, that's nice to see more than just shadowing. They really let them get hands on and do some things. So that's great.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah. And if you're listening to the podcast and you want to connect with um, Lori and Rebecca's program, it's called RDA prep and their website is immersivedental.org. Um, So, and also, we'll, we'll put that up in the description on our YouTube um, video as well later. And so that. I'll get you links to all their stuff and the things that they talk about, so you won't have to go searching for it. <laughs> Click on the link; that makes it a lot easier because <laughs> I know what it's like to try to put all those things in and spell it correctly <laughs> in a day like that. Um, so, so what things should parents and students consider to determine if a work study program is a good fit? Because I'm sure there's there's a variety of different things that they should be looking at. Is is this going to be good for us? Right. Okay, so
1: um, there's a few things. Probably one of them is um, Does the student want to do a work study program? So, us, desire. Yeah, mm-hmm. us as parents know that right. how rewarding, how beneficial, but if the student doesn't want it, it may not be a very um, positive experience for mm-hmm. anyone involved. So, honestly, um, the student has to be motivated and there has to be some kind of desire. There will be fear of the unknown and reaching out and making, you know, anytime teenagers have to interact with adults on a professional level, it's scary for the first few times, but as we know, it's part of the learning experience. So probably one of the main questions is, does the student want to do it? And and that's a conversation you should have and, and, and um, under, yeah, and really take into consideration the desire of the student. So that's one thing. Um, Go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just gonna say a second thing would be like what is their current commitment level? and um, how much do they have going on already? Um, are they in and doing everything and creating and you know yeah. homeschooling and just doing so much and sports mm-hmm. and that that it's they're finding it hard to get time in their schedule, then maybe just to really evaluate, okay, is there something that we need to give up or is there something
0: mm-hmm. that we need to mm-hmm. do instead of
2: this? in order to make this work-study program happen.
0: Yeah, prioritizing it is important, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then
1: um, probably another thing is, what what does the student want out of the work-study program? They really need to really, yeah, look at the goals. What do they want? And if it is, if they're looking for more of a monetary experience, then work-study might not be for them. You know, they really need to understand that this is more about getting experience, um, getting references, Uh, potential job opportunities and there may not be monetary reimbursement with it but it's all about the experience and so they really need to evaluate if they're in it for money probably not um Mm -hmm. gonna work out for them so well they may need to go a different avenue um but the other advantages a lot of times outweigh that that we that i just talked about so um and then the other thing is um they want to see if they can find a work-study program that's going to be aligned with the career choice.
0: Their interests. Yeah, their interests. Right. Um, like you were talking about, it could be a very wide interest. Oh, exactly. But, exactly. But within that category is important.
1: Yeah. Right. And um and, and like you said, and, and that is important, but even if they find some work study programs that oh they just maybe were kind of interested to, it may open up that door like we talked about earlier. Right. And they really mm-hmm. realize they have a passion for that, um, when they didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. And then or like I said, so sometimes um, teenagers really Usually, it's one extreme or the other. The, they really think that working working in the dental, <laughs> the truth. Field, working in a dental field seems glamorous, and hmm. but once you get in somebody's mouth, <laughs> right. <but it's>, there's <laughs> a different
2: <laughs> feeling. That's it's whole different.
1: different thing. It's,
2: it's really it's glamorous. White teeth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And once they understand disease processes and things like that, you know they may realize, "Oh, this is not what I thought it was." Mm-hmm. So again, um, so getting in a, a, a work study program with what aligns with what you think you want to be in a career with, and that way it can help you solidify that decision, or to, or just take it off the table. You know, I don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. um, now I will give one other example of how so. Um, It's actually my daughter, so she didn't want to be a dental assistant, but Mm -hmm. she did this program, and she was a dental assistant all through high school. So starting at 16, she worked in the dental office all during the summers, made pretty good money for a high school age kid, a lot more than um, some of the other entry-level jobs. And um, she just did it as a job to save money Mm -hmm. for college, as well as um, it looks good on applications. It's a professional career looks good on resume, and she got some great uh, doctor's references and things like that when she needed reference letters. So I say it needs to align with your career choice, but she knew she wanted to be in another professional career, and that although she didn't want to do this long-term, it was going to work out for her, get that workflow experience, all of that. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be in line with your career choice. Generally, that's better, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just the ability to, to have an extra trade. I know my oldest went to welding school and then went to college. Exactly. Uh, to be an engineer. But, I, I, you know, we had this discussion. Uh, that doesn't hurt at all. An engineer that can actually build what they design right. is right. way better than an engineer that says, well, here's my design. I don't know how you're going to build it, but you know, <laughs> up, go for it. <laughs> <Right>. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> and we all know people sometimes get in a career and after a few years you are burn out and you want a, you want a second And you have something to fall back on.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you just don't know what's going to happen. And they, they exactly. teenagers now are going to be switching careers seven times in their lifetime. Whoa. That is, that is now yeah. what um, the experts are talking mm-hmm. about is going to be mm-hmm. the norm. And so so they need to know how to learn and how to teach mm-hmm. themselves and, um, and how to be, be flexible. To mm-hmm. exactly and how
2: they're even, yeah. um, they're even saying that we're becoming a more right-brained business mm-hmm. society yes. versus the traditional left-brained business. That yep. we've been used to for 50 years and so uh, um, you know you see with the youtubers computers the, mm-hmm.
0: the, yeah computers are doing all the left brain stuff we need the creatives right. yeah yeah true mm-hmm. uh, in the service industry of course too which is right uh, highly important so, yes um so we've, we've already talked about some benefits um are there any <laughs> other benefits that parents and students should be aware of you know when they're looking at you know, should we do a work-study program or shouldn't we? and Or should we just stick to the books? And I, I think a lot of times we don't see the benefits that can come out of this that are way better than just doing another year of book work.
2: Right, so, right. So. What, what we've also, are also found with work-study programs is that it, it gives you that hands-on feel, that hands-on experience that, that you miss from just studying, the book work. Mm -hmm. And so you are able to get in there and, and see, you know, for us in dentistry, it's like, do I like that? Do my muscles, do my hands do what I want it to do? Do I, you know, am I, am I able to Mm -hmm. do what I think I can do? Um, And then it also, it gives the confidence. Mm -hmm. If that is the direction you're supposed to be going, or it gives the assurance to know, okay, I need to go in another direction. And so, um, you know, just being able to, to take and get that hands-on experience is mm. is so eye-opening, um, oh, yeah. especially for the generation yeah. that it's very hands-on. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're on the gaming, they're on the, the phones, they're you know on the social media. And mm-hmm. you know, for them, they're very interactive. Mm-hmm. And so being able to go and work, interact with live people, mm-hmm. it makes um, it makes a big difference for the students. So oh, I'm
0: sure. Mm-hmm.
1: I would add to that, too. Um, I know a lot of student, high school students have been a part of a team, whether it be um, sports or in band or things like that, but team is different when you're working in a professional environment, and so you learn how to work together as a team professionally, and, and that's mm-hmm. that's also a skill that mm-hmm. I think is a huge advantage to have. Um, it's different working with professionals and working with your friends or yeah. you know your peers mm-hmm. um, so that also would be um, and then just developing that work ethic yeah um, didactic can't give you that uh, it, it can in a sense as far as making good grades and things like that but um, showing up the responsibility developing that strong work ethic is mm-hmm. a huge advantage yeah. Yeah, exactly. All the things we know, you know, if you have a set schedule, which they can kind of get that with school, but it is different in a work. There's other people depending on you. Whereas when you're, when you're didactic and alone, you know, it's just you. So, Mm -hmm. but to.
0: You learn so much better through community. I mean, you see your blind spots um, <laughs> that you tend to just dismiss or not even see, but other people will point out. And to have the <laughs> around you and you know all yes. of that, that different stuff, um, they, and it gets a and proven that you you do you you learn much quicker when you're in that that back and forth type of interactive.
1: And le- and learning from each other, I Lori and I learn from each other constantly, as well as other. Yeah, you know, I I may think this is the best way to do it or the great way to do it. And then I see, it, it's like, why didn't I think of that? Or I could, <laughs> I could have been doing that all along. So even just learning from each other, yes, the book work and the didactic is so important, but the experience of learning from one another others is great as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, those are some great points to, to consider. <laughs> um, Cause I, yeah, I think we want everything to look good on the transcript and <laughs> for, you know, I always tell parents, you know, it's 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 very neat and precise to have English, you know, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. But the kids that have the weird things on their transcripts <laughs> are the ones that people go, "Ooh, what hey, is this is a special this is a special student." Uh-huh. Um, and not so much of, "Oh yeah, they got all the boxes checked." Now they're going to be just rolled into our program. That's, I mean, they. Studies show that those kids aren't as successful in college because right. they take tests and take classes. Yes, but in life, you have to be flexible and you have to know what you're good at and pursue those interests. So right, yeah.
1: and and working in a college level, I am on the incoming interview committee for the applicants, mm-hmm. and you're exactly right. We look for can they carry a workload, different interests, different variety. It's not necessarily anymore. Did just they the check the, just the grades? Mm-hmm. Grades are important. They're still yes. important, but they want to see a nice um, well-rounded person and not just the boxes checked so mm-hmm. you're exactly right
0: yeah 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 i love for people saying other than me <laughs> <laughs> yes that is so true um one of our our viewers asked a question and i'm i think um d stephen i'm going to need you to um to expand on this but he says the son is 17 year old and has autism is there any school material i need to purchase for him i think his question may be related to your program, the RDA prep. Um, and, D. Stephen, if I interpreted that incorrectly, make sure that um, you clarify by following this up. But I'm going to have you ladies just um, answer his question related to the program that you have, RDA prep, and what, what parents need to purchase it with that or, yeah, what's all involved with that. Sure. Well, right now it is
2: designed to be very um, interactive with the student. And so we've already kind of put things into place where you wouldn't need to necessarily purchase additional material at this time um, in order to go successfully through the modules. It is self-paced. And so there's not a um, somebody pushing and saying, okay, you've got to be um, at this mark at this time and then you're that's it. You know, it's very um, understanding and it's um, about the learner. And as um, rebecca mentioned it's really about the success to the learner and so if we go through the modules or like um for the son like they go through the modules and and it they need to repeat it then we go through it again um you know it's about learning that material and and intrinsically learning that knowledge in order to be able to be successful. And so um, as of right now, my answer would be there's not additional school material because we've kind of built that into our our practice, into our modules for the learning.
1: As far as just regular supplies, a pair of scrubs, a laptop, those would be the things that they would need other than normal everyday things.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's good to know. And you know, if you end up using, you know, if you're talking about maybe a different work study program, is going to totally depend on what that work study program says are your supplies that you need, um, or extra books or whatever that's needed for that. So, but but that's a good question. Thank you for asking, and thank you for um, viewing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, let's see where I'm at with my questions. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, do you have any um, tips for parents who are thinking, yeah, I think this is what we need, and this is kind of the area of interest my child has? Maybe they've taken assessment, and they're kind of like, oh, yeah, this is kind of the field that they, they show a lot of interest in. How do we start finding work-study programs now based on that interest?
1: So I can speak specifically to dental and we'll kind of venture into the other ones, but, um, network, network, network. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, reach out to the local dental offices, whether it be email, whether it be a phone call or, um, whether it's show up in person, I do encourage if you show up in person, make sure you're dressed appropriately and professionally. Mm -hmm. Um, because you are entering into a professional environment. So, um, but other than that, um, Find a mentor, like I said, in the field, which is also part of networking. Find a mentor in that field and ask for their help. Um, see if you can shadow them or if they know of people to get you in contact with.
0: Um,
1: but those are going to be the big things. Again, network, network, network. Um, social media is a good way as well. Um, you can put yourself, yeah, you can put yourself out there on um you know, Facebook or Instagram, whichever, whatever is your choice, or all, and just mm-hmm. um, say, "Hey, I'm looking for a work study program in the dental field, or mm-hmm. anybody mm-hmm. out there in um, so an engineering, girl, right, like, right? Right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, So use social media to your advantage um, because they, you know, people people by nature are kind and they want to mm-hmm. help and they mm-hmm. like to mentor. Um, mm-hmm. Again, this is very kind of scary for a high school student to just make that connection and do um it's usually very satisfying once they do and they've made a lifelong connection generally but um that's the biggest thing i can say is network ask around ask a lot of questions find people in that field and see if they can refer you if they can't help you
2: yeah and even like um, i know for my oldest son and he found a mentor through our church and so Mm -hmm. there was the opportunity to do the work and um,
0: mm-hmm. through through a connection in that way and so you know yeah, it's working mm-hmm. this it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah my daughter said she wants to try being a tattoo artist and so <laughs> so I as we were seeing my hairdresser was covered in right. tattoos I said so how do you right finding right. finding right. Them, you know not a non-CD to right yeah but but yeah. And, and,
1: <laughs> yeah, And that's it. Just ask a lot of questions and network mm-hmm. and um, you'll be surprised at how much is out there and available and people that are willing to help with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Especially yeah. when they hear that, oh, this teenager is interested in what I'm doing,
1: yeah. then
2: they're, they're excited to share that. They're, mm-hmm. you know, enthused that someone is looking at what, what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. um, it, it, does, it, it does really help to connect. Mm-hmm that way Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that's some great advice yeah and just keep going to the next person if that person doesn't know say who do you know exactly it's it's amazing just how how you can get so diversified Mm -hmm. in your Mm contacts by just Mm -hmm. asking for references and moving um, Mm -hmm. on so yeah Mm -hmm. um so what are some things that students can do and we i know i talked at this about this at the very beginning you know that even if we don't have high schoolers, there's things that we should be doing with our kids to mm-hmm. prep them to when they get to this point. Because you talked a lot about self-confidence and, and you know, just um, having a professional manner and, and all these other things. Um, mm-hmm. So what can we do as parents as we're working with maybe those upper grade school, middle schoolers, so that when they get to high school, they say, yes, I'm, I feel like I have what I need. To, to dive into one of these work-study programs. So um, one really, really
1: important thing that I know a lot of high schoolers probably don't want to hear, but it has to be said, <laughs> um, look at your digital footprint, um, look at what you're posting on social media, Instagram, um, your social media accounts, even your email address, make sure it's not a real silly, you know, um, kind of childish make sure it's a little more mature type um, email address as well as again social media you know there's there's things that are appropriate with peers and then there's things appropriate and in, in in this day and age right the workplace looks at that I was yeah mm-hmm. so you know you you have to be look like a a good pretty clean cut as far as um you know, not until, yeah, what you're posting, it needs to be appropriate for for everyone uh, to see, from adults to children, uh, yeah, so really, really make sure that social media, what you're posting is appropriate, um, and that's probably one of the biggest things. Um, time management, so time management is huge, especially like we had talked about before, if they're kind of... Um, trying to, to juggle schoolwork, and then they put, have a lot of things on their plate, time management's going to be huge. Um, so you really want to make sure that your child is good at time management. You could start that in um, – in grade school on through middle school you know With toddlers exactly So <laughs> yes yeah yeah give them, yes. yeah, them tasks mm-hmm. and give them a certain amount of time and mm-hmm. you know see every individual's different obviously on how to work on that and that's a whole different topic to talk about yes but, exactly. time, <laughs> yes. <exactly. laughs> but time management is going to be really really huge to work on um especially preparing for a work study program um
0: yeah. And helping and then, your student, too, just to understand what tech they need or planners that work, you know, trying all those things out so that right. by the time they get to that age, they go, yes, this works for me. I know that this is what I need versus mm-hmm. just shoving things at them when they get to be high school age and say, well, here's something good. Try that.
1: <laughs> right. And and, and and you're right. What works for them? And they need to hopefully by high school know themselves. Yeah to understand what works for them at that point um and and just a quick example like you said my daughter you know i couldn't tell her go clean your room Mm
0: -hmm. i had to
1: say go put your shoes on the shelf and hang up your clothes and then come back to me after you do that you know very small tasks break it down and then you end up with the same result Mm -hmm. but this is the same thing they have to figure out what works for them and 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 if they're in a work study program and they're that type they know they have to kind of compartmentalize things Mm -hmm. to get it done in a timely manner, whereas someone else can look at the big picture. Mm -hmm. So um, learning themselves and how they manage better with time um, is, is big. And again, that can be started at a young age. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's your normal preparation stuff. Like um, before you go into that work study, if say you found a place that you know you're going to be at, Mm -hmm. drive there the day before you have to be there to make sure you know where you're going (laughs) always show up 10 minutes early um, Mm -hmm. and and no go drive it in the time you're gonna be going so you know what traffic you're gonna be up against uh, things like that Mm -hmm. Um, ask a lot of questions ahead of time what attire do I need to wear Mm -hmm. obviously Mm -hmm. in our situation it's generally scrubs but every is different what what attire is appropriate for your your office or for your industry what is there? Things I need to bring. What I need to bring with me. You know, mm-hmm. for ours, sometimes they want shot records and things like that. So, um, just ask all those questions ahead of time, and maybe help help your your uh, high schooler come up with a list of questions that they want to ask mm-hmm. when they're doing these work study programs to prepare them better,
2: mm-hmm. and then even kind of you know researching that place wherever they're yes. going, mm-hmm. and and looking at their digital footprint, seeing what they put out on their, their social media, right. and on their website. Mm-hmm. And so that you have a better understanding of that, that companies mm-hmm. or that job, wherever you're going to, you have better understanding of what they have, their motivation, their desires, their mission, their
0: goals. Mm-hmm. And right. so then you have a better understanding yourself going in. Yeah. yeah. And for them to understand that they're there to support that mission that, mm-hmm. that is really what working for an organization is about.
1: Right. Yeah. And many times just understanding and knowing ahead of time what the expectation is of them mm-hmm. um, will also help kind of um, relieve that fear and help them be more prepared. So if they already know going
2: in, what, what the expectation is. so mm-hmm. And that's something you can practice too with all ages of your children is, you know, sharing your expectation with your child Right. when we get out of the car this is what i expect <laughs> you know when we are with our brothers at home. I have four boys. Okay. <laughs> this is what <like>, yes. so. <laughs> I
0: Not always what you get, but... <laughs> like it, but I definitely try, but
1: this is my expectation, so... Yes. And we say that and yeah. laugh, but it's true in the workplace. Okay. Just because yeah. that's the expectation, that's yes. not always what you get. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but it just helps that, that smoother flow, and right. if, if you know ahead of time what
0: the expectation is. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, and yeah. first students on the spectrum that, you know, that falls into a whole new category where anxiety will, will start going up if they don't quite know what what's expected. And so, you know, walking my oldest now through his first job that he's going to, you know, just prepping ahead of time with him. Even though he's 24, it's still that anxiety and and all the other things that come with that. That unfamiliarity
2: too. Yes. It's just that that not knowing. Right,
0: yeah. Once the rhythm, you know, you get into all of that, then it it settles down and life is good. And (laughs) we can look forward to that. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah. So I think you touched on this earlier, Rebecca, about monetary compensation um that do you want to revisit that sure sure talk about sure work study programs yeah so
1: um so as we stated before yeah um if you're in a work study program for monetary compensation i wouldn't expect more than minimum wage it is not going to be a high-paying job again Mm -hmm. you're there for the learning experience um the all-around learning experience, and that's what you need to take away. Um, i It's rare. I know very few work-study programs that actually compensate mm-hmm. the individual, but I'm not saying there's not any out there. Um, but, yeah, you do need to go in with the mind, this is experience and practice for me to better myself and get better. So, yeah, the monetary compensation is probably not going to be high on the list of, of why you take this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've got another question for you. So sometimes, um, so parents in high school have to track hours for mm-hmm. credit hours. Um, is there a way that most, I mean, I'm assuming you have so many hours that the student has to do clinical, and then you probably track how long that they're on the program or how many hours worth of work they do. Is, is that kind of how your program runs? Mm-hmm.
1: so yeah um absolutely so we in that checklist it says how many hours typically it's around 20 clinical hours um Depending on what COVID's doing, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we've we had to kind of play with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, ideal, we like them to have anywhere from 20 to 40. We say 20 at minimum. If they can get more in, that's just oh, even yeah, better. Yeah, better. So, yeah, we yeah. minimum 20, we encourage 20 to 40 clinical hours. Okay. Um, and then, yes, you're exactly right. So, when they're logged into the didactic program, I can easily track hours on, you know, how much they're logged in, and it shows me everything there. So awesome. if the parent or if they need some kind of documentation, mm-hmm. um, we can get that for them that they were working on this however many hours. So that
0: shouldn't be an issue at all. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of parents, yeah, they, they know that they have to get in the between the 120 and 160 hours for a credit, which, mm-hmm. you know, they could then put on their students transcript as well as having the certification um but but a lot of times they're like well how long were you on that and you know okay. <laughs> and so, um because it's not something that they're instructing um right. so, so it's nice to have that that ability to have a log and, right
1: and, and we do work with the public schools as well and so TEA is very
2: you know, it's a 180-day right. curriculum that has
0: been turned into the module. So, it's a very much comprehensive. Okay. So, we need, so yeah. right. even because. if somebody were to, like, self-pace, do it quicker, it would still be yes. considered a 180-hour course. Correct. Um, so, so they could just consider it as one full credit um, exactly. in high school. Which, that makes it easier because a lot of times parents will just use curriculum and the curriculum will say, this is one credit. And right. however right. long it takes a student to complete, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's Mm. great news for for, for many who don't want to be tracking all that. Right, right, right. (laughs) Right. So so as we're wrapping up, I would love for you again to share about your program, how parents can connect with you. And I know you talked about um, that you're in Texas. Um, specifically is, is your program in Texas alone or if parents in other states did, are there other programs or can they still connect with you? Sure. I know Rebecca, we talked about that a little. So mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure you guys um, were able to expand on that, too.
2: Mm-hmm. Sure, yes. So you can find out more about our program at immersivedental.org. And we have um, a couple of options. And so you'd pick the student option. And then there's some frequently asked questions that are on the website that can kind of answer about the online course program. And then there's our information to connect with us as well. So anything that you're not finding on the website and you want more information or you want a video or a handout or something that would just maybe explain things a little bit more feel free to reach out to us and um, our contact information is on the site as well and yeah and so then in regards to other states our curriculum our curriculum is designed to help the individual learner become a successful dental assistant Hmm. so and anybody from any of the states in, tech, in the nation, uh-huh. can take the course and still be a successful dental assistant. Learn the tooth numbering. Mm-hmm. Learn the, the dental charting. Learn what's involved with the head and neck exam. Learn—I mean, there's just a, mm-hmm. the the range of um, awesome. things that are taught, mm-hmm. and um, it's very not very um, great as foundational dentistry. And so, different states do require different things for the dental assistant to necessarily either practice in the. In the dental office in that state or um, becoming certified or become registered with the state board. I'm actually mm-hmm. on our state dental board here in Texas. And so um in Texas we have certain laws. And so we can help walk through and guide those, especially mm-hmm. if you're in Texas. But if you're in other states too, we do, as um, Rebecca mentioned, we are we do have a small network demonstrates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <to the> <laughs> very um, connected and so we can connect you to with um, what is that state's requirement so what are the laws in that state mm-hmm. regarding uh, maybe they need a few more hours as far as work-study or um, okay. yeah maybe they need to take a different um, review and exam for their state board requirements so that's something that we can walk with yeah. yeah.
0: the individual program as well awesome mm-hmm great information. So yeah, again, immersive is how you can find um, Lori and Rebecca. And your website is very descriptive and it helps. I mean, you have this kind of sample videos on there to kind of give a feel of what the program is like. And um, so you'll get a really good idea of, of everything involved. In that. And Peggy, I was also
1: going to add that um, if there is a parent that you know, it's kind of considering, or the student's kind of considering it, and they want to see, I mean, reach out. I can always send them a little demo module and things like that. So mm-hmm. the student can see, yeah, is that something I can do um, and be successful at? Or no, that's that's not going to work for me. So we, we even have a demo module set up for them to just kind of practice mm-hmm. to see if that might work for them. That's great. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies. This uh-huh. has been so informative. And I just I, I love talking about things that are hands on and that, you know, get our parents thinking outside of the the textbook boxes, because um, there's just so many opportunities. And high school is is such a great time to help your student to kind of figure out who they are, like you guys were talking about. And mm-hmm. and we we get so anxious about launching them, that we almost hold Mm -hmm. them back from that um, ability to figure out really who they are and all these things that they can be involved in. So -hmm. so thank you so much for for all that you've shared. And um, yeah, these
1: these career-ready technical careers are just becoming more and more popular. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've kind of lost the mindset that everyone needs to go to college. And so... And dental assisting is one of those technical career ready that you know you can you can have a pretty good income yeah right out of high school um, career ready
0: and so that's what makes it um, even better yeah 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 there's it's it's a great great opportunity and thank you for you know pursuing this um, and making it available mm-hmm. to homeschoolers and private schoolers as well uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure that it has blessed many already so. Well thank you, Peggy, so much yeah. for having us.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yes, and a real treat. Nice. And putting this together, that's a that's a huge feat in itself. Yep. So.
0: <laughs> Every week. <laughs> so yeah, next week we're gonna be wrapping up this topic. And so um who am I gonna be talking to? Um so we're gonna talking <laughs> about nurturing self-discovery in the teen years. Who am I? And, um, so Greg and Beth, um, Langston are going to be talking with us about that. And, and so I hope you can join us for that conversation as well, everyone. And just want to let you know that this episode has been made possible by viewers like you. Um, to learn more about becoming a donor partner with us at SPED Homeschool, you can visit our website at spedhomeschool.com, um, slash donate and, and find out more. Actually, on our homepage, you, there's an option, donate or get, homeschool help now. So um, so that's that's all up there. And I just want to share a couple more things with everyone, just some housekeeping stuff. But we do have a new learning platform for parents. It's called empoweredhomeschool.org. That's on one of our new websites. And so our partners are starting to put some content on there. Um, and so we've got a master class on homeschooling high school. And also we have one on on how to put together your student's uh, learning plan, and we have webinars every month from the Sped Homeschool team members on how to customize your curriculum, teach high school, and get started. And those ladies are awesome. They are actually uh, they're special ed teachers that are now homeschool moms, and so they get it. They absolutely get it. And I just love Amy and and um, Don who teach those courses because they just want to to bring in you mamas and to, to give you what you need. So, um, and dads too, we we are finding that there's, there's a lot of men now visiting our website. We're watching those analytics. And, um, and so, um, so, we, we know how long you're on our site <laughs> and and who you are. And so, we're trying to customize our content to make sure that we're giving you what you're looking for. So, um, and that's why we were just rated the number one special needs homeschooling blog. Um, and so, Good we are excited for that. Um, but our partners are the ones who write the content, um, mostly, not us, uh, although I... Did a little bit this month. Um, but um, so we turn the broadcast into podcasts as well. So you can find us on any podcast platform and just look for Empowering Homeschool Conversations, and we are there. Um, and also, our website has tons of resources. We're adding new partners every week. And so, um, so curriculum providers, therapists, um, a variety of different people. And if you know of somebody that's not on our website that you think should, Tell them that they need to contact us or send our office the information. You can connect with us at office at spedhomeschool.com um, because we would love to reach out to them and to um, to get the resources on our website. So that's what it's all about. It's a sharing and creating a larger network for everybody. So so awesome. Well, thanks again, ladies. I Thank appreciate you. your time you. with us and all that you had to share. Um, it was very encouraging and just Best of luck on your your year ahead with all your students, and I'm sure you've got many already. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, you're doing an awesome work, and I'm glad to have interviewed you, and I'm happy with my show. All so, right. Thank Thanks, Peggy. Yeah, Bye, yeah. everyone. All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week right here, same time.